And still live from the nation's capital, watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL, YouTube, the Odyssey app. Trista, I faded the Mets, and then they won. This is what happened. 7-2 over the Brewers. Spent this whole time trashing them, rightfully so. They know Steve Cohen, their boss, going to have a press conference tomorrow. They're motivated. Motivated for Buck Showalter. Go out there and win one for him. No. Just, this is how it goes. They're going to be like, yeah, everything's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good. It's going to be the same thing their GM said today. Yeah. We believe in, in, in our manager. We believe in our team. This is going to be a process. Rome wasn't built in a day. Blah, blah, blah. The same management speak you always get. Not going to get anything out of this. Although I say Steve Cohen is kind of candid. He's candid enough. I like him. Yeah. I actually do, too. Yeah, I do. At least he's, listen, he's an owner that also does want to win. As long as he understands, hire smart people, let them do their job. Facts. That's kind of the most important thing. Patrick Everson's a smart guy. That's why we have him on every week. <laughs> Senior reporter, Vegas insider, jumps on with us. That, my friend, is what you call a segue in this business. Uh, so have, how much movement have we seen in the NBA futures market Sort of in the wake of the draft now, we've had a little bit of player movement, some trades, Celtics going out and getting Chris Stapps, Porzingis. Have we seen a lot, a little at this point? Because I, I feel like the draft, even even with some of the stars in this draft, I can't imagine there's been, and from even just from what I've seen briefly, not, not too much right now. Right, and first, thanks to both of you for having me on tonight. And second, I'll defer to my sources. My sources are really smart. I'm just the conduit. <laughs> I'm just coming along for the ride. Hey, no, you know what? Just baffle, baffle, us, baffle us with BS, as they always say, right? Oh, I'm not going to try to do that by any stretch. <laughs> but uh, but I, I'm just going back through uh, a, a release that BetMGM put out on Friday in the wake of the NBA draft. And this was a comment from Christian Cipollini, who I talk with regularly at BetMGM about sometimes about NBA, a lot of times about hockey because he's really into hockey. But in the case of NBA, this is what Christian had to say on Friday morning in the wake of the draft. The Celtics and the Warriors' odds to win the NBA championship improved after their respective trades. However, no team saw their, saw their futures odds improve due to the NBA draft. They didn't, there, was, there was nothing really that happened there that led BetMGM to, uh, to improve anybody's numbers. Now, what, he, what left unsaid there is perhaps they may have uh, knocked down a number or two, but I doubt there was much movement there either. I think the impression is that really the, uh, they just didn't see anything in the draft that made them think otherwise about where they were at. The Celtics went from plus 550 to plus 475. The Warriors went from 13 to 1 to 12 to 1. Now, since then, the Celtics have improved another notch to plus 450. So that makes the Celtics the co-first choice with the Nuggets at BetMGM, if I'm seeing this all correctly right now. Both teams at plus 450, mm -hmm. while the Warriors being at 12 to 1 makes the Warriors the, out, the outright fifth choice. The Bucks and Suns lie between the Celtics, Nuggets, and then, and then the Warriors. So... Uh, really, it was just the, you know the deals they made. The Celtics move for for Porzingis uh, led to the move, and 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 the Warriors trade the, the ultimate trade that got you know brought, I guess Chris Chris Paul to their direction led led them to move the Warriors up a little bit as well, shorten the Warriors a little bit as well. I know sometimes we say up and down, and it's down yeah. if the number's getting shorter, or is it better? So I like to say shorten or yeah. lengthen. Yeah, shorten their odds, which means they are. Their odds improved. Their mm -hmm. you know the perceived thought that they could win an NBA championship. So that was really it, and really uh, the activity in this market right now. Obviously, it's not going to be very heavy, but at least at the moment, uh, tickets Nuggets Suns Heat one two three, and the Nuggets are overwhelmingly number one there. Handle Nuggets one two three, and Nuggets way over overwhelmingly number one in handle, like almost fifty eight percent of all money so far. 
And then the biggest liability, same three teams, Nuggets, Heat, Suns. So um, that's kind of the show at this point. But, but again, a couple of modest improvements for the Celtics and the Warriors off those trades. Let's talk about the uh, World Series markets. Uh, you've got the Braves plus 375, Rays plus 475, Dodgers plus 600, and the Rangers at fourth at 9-1. to one. Where is the money flowing for the World Series right now? Literally right now, Trista, it's the Reds. I mean, wow. they had that, that, that big run, and that's a team that's getting a lot of interest right now. And I talked about this with Hal Eglin, again, with, with BetMGM. Fine sponsor of BetMGM tonight. There you go. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I like to think I know how this works sometimes every now and then. <laughs> Blind Squirrel Finds Nut. Film at 11. Uh, no, what, what Hal had to say this week, literally yesterday, uh, to, uh, Monday, I should say, um, he said the Rangers and Diamondbacks are definitely still getting interest, and this has been going on for about a month now, really, the, the Rangers and Diamondbacks, uh, you know, playing really well. But he said the Reds have taken over that top trending spot during their run. And furthermore, when you look at the odds, you sort of understand why if they're taking tickets. He said the Reds would now be our worst result in the World Series futures market. The Reds opened 100-1 to at BetMGM. And even, you know, a week, week and a half ago, you could still get the Reds at 80 to 1. I think they're now into 66 to 1 or somewhere in that range. Mm-hmm. So you could still get, you know, a relatively juicy price if you feel like there's something to uh, this, you know, this this surge that the Reds had where they went on that 12, 12 game winning streak from from the 10th through the 23rd. But yeah, the Reds are causing, causing trouble getting tickets right now. Overall, this is, re- I think this is interesting, Trista. So I hope I'm not dragging this. Uh, no. portion talking the World Series out too long. This is here's what I think is fascinating, and I don't necessarily get. I totally get the Reds at this point. I mean, they're hot, and people are looking for something to bet on, and and you know NBA and hockey are over. But in BetMGM's digital market, which is strictly online mobile betting, which is the overwhelming majority of betting anymore, most betting is done from the palm of our hands, from our laptop computers, and so forth. In that market, the Braves are number one in tickets, followed closely by the Yankees, and then the Rays. I think we can all see that. Money, Yankees number one, just barely ahead of the Braves. Um, and then the New York Mets, which, you know, big market team and so forth, you can kind of see that, but obviously they're struggling, but they're third in money. But when you combine digital and retail, and retail is not a huge chunk of this anymore, but it still it still matters. Somehow at BetMGM, the Padres are still number one in tickets and money at BetMGM, wow. <laughs> which I just can't figure out. But then afterwards, it starts to make sense. The Yankees are number two in tickets, followed by the Braves. In money, the Astros are number two, followed by the Yankees at number three. But that Padres thing, I just, that's been that way for the last couple of months. And I'm just like, okay, at what point does the does the bottom fall out on that? But somehow, maybe it was just enough early stuff that the market hasn't caught up yet, but uh, it still fascinates me. I'm looking at the American League MVP right now. And mm-hmm. we just saw Shohei Otani hit his 27th home run tonight. Shohei Otani is minus 700 to win. This is, I mean, it's just, and Corey Seager has the second shortest odds at 35 to 1. That's where we are in the AL MVP. At this point, I guess, what, people would maybe decide to put a little sprinkle on somebody else like Corey Seager or Wander Franco because, what, I don't know, there's like good value there and maybe Shohei Otani gets hurt or gets traded and it ruins it or something. Like, at this point, are we just seeing... People, is the market just dying down because there's? It just feels like he's running away with it at this point. In a minus seven hundred, there's not a lot of value there. 
Yeah, I think that's fair to say. And again, I went to to my go-to at Benham Jam for baseball, Hal Eglund. He's really, he's a seam head for sure. And, uh, and I'm not. So I talked to him about this and it is, it's just a, it's just a total runaway. And, and when I actually talked to Hal last week, we hadn't gotten the updated news yet on Aaron Judge. And obviously that's why Seager now moves to the number two choice, but he's miles and miles behind. This race is over. And what Hal had to say about this is, is Otani is doing things that your best local little leaguer does, but he's doing that against the best players in the world. And he said, it's one thing to lead his team in all these categories. He leads in like all the major hitting categories and he leads in a ton of the pitching categories as well. But he said, it's another on the offensive side of things, at least to do those things with a lineup that includes Mike Trout. So it is fascinating. It's a runaway. I do think, you know, if you really want to maybe put a sprinkle out there in case and, and, and Hal even brought this up, you know, if he somehow gets traded, then maybe that's how this doesn't happen, but it's basically injury or trade at this point. And since the angels are flirting with the playoffs, uh, the trade seems less and less likely. They're certainly not going to let him go if they've got a chance to get into the postseason. Pat women's world cup is right around the corner. So exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the women's U.S. team has a lot of new faces that are coming out and probably going to make a name for themselves. They're plus 225 to win it. The team that the U.S. played in the finals, I believe, uh, in Netherlands, they end up all of a sudden now at 25 to 1. Uh, where is the money going on them, on, on the World Cup in general? It's it's definitely, when you're looking at futures, Trista, it's definitely the U.S. I talked to one odds maker this week, and they just... You know, even and the U.S. does have a couple of issues. They've got uh, they got two or three players, including uh, Becky Sauerbrunn, captain, veteran, and been on several teams um, who will not play. And there's a couple of other players who are out too with injury. And then I believe even even a couple of the players that are on the roster, uh, including Rapino, are a little bit dinged up as well. But it's not stopping the freight train. I talked to one odds maker uh, where. You know, where with whom the U.S. opened two plus two seventy five in December. Now at plus two hundred. You mentioned BetMGM at plus two and a quarter. So their odds are actually getting shorter. Team USA, even though the team is a little bit dinged up, and that's because people just, especially in the U.S. betting market, especially in these kind of events, they really like to bet the American team. And he even and even he even mentioned that it's like the USA is the leader in the club, clubhouse in terms of ticket count and money wagered. And I think it's like more than twice as much in both. And he noted, anytime the public can bet on America against other countries, they're going to do it, especially in a sport like women's soccer, uh, where Team USA has dominated for so long. So he said, I'm not even sure the odds matter at this point. They feel like they could probably put up anything and they could still generate Team USA money. But that said, Trista, there, you know, there are value propositions there because of that, with the U.S. getting short. You know, maybe Spain's worth a look. A couple of other teams definitely worth a look. Some other teams that could be, um, you know, kind of they're, they're they're relatively short odds, but kind of flying under the radar because so much ticket, so much of the tickets and money are coming in on on the American women's team. Really quick, I don't know if you know this, you you may not, but if you had to venture a guess, how different that would be in terms of ticket count and handle in in other countries like would it still be that the u.s was an overwhelming favorite in terms of ticket and handle i don't i i think the prices would be relatively uh in line but i don't i i would guess i mean england is the number two choice i would i mean you you two know we all know britain you know england is a betting mad market and a soccer mad market so i would have to guess and i haven't had a chance to ask anybody yet but just anecdotally speaking I would assume that the, that the England team is getting bet very, very well in England um, at a little bit, you know, a slightly longer odds than Team USA. So I don't, I don't think that would necessarily be the case around the world. 
Uh, I do, you know, and and Australia is, is certainly in Australia. They bet in Australia, and Australia yeah, is, I think, among like the top five or six teams on the board playing at home. They're certainly going to get their share of attention. They're even getting their share of attention a little bit here in the U.S., but I would guess internationally they're probably getting a good look as well. Speaking of football, Patrick, our football over here never ends. <laughs> There's always something going on. Uh, Chiefs are the favorite to win the Super Bowl, plus 650. Eagles 7-1, Bills 8-1, Bengals 9-1, along with the 49ers over at BetMGM. I assume it's probably the usual suspects right now as the biggest liabilities for books when it comes to Super Bowl. It, you know, among the favorites, uh, possibly with the exception of where they're at, and, and honestly, the Jets are high up, pretty high up on the odds board. They're there, with the exception of the Jets. The Jets continue to take tickets and money uh, in the wake of the Aaron Rodgers trade, and a lot of you know, there's a lot of enthusiasm for that. And New York is just a massive, massive betting market, as is New Jersey. And so I think there's probably a lot of regional bias creeping in there as well, but there's a lot of enthusiasm out of that. So with one odds maker I spoke with, he noted that the Jets are absolutely uh, their biggest liability. And he said so by a decent amount, didn't specify necessarily, you know, really uh, specific terms, but by a decent amount, they're, they're the biggest, uh, they're the biggest liability. He said they've been a popular choice when the odds went first went up. And obviously they got a lot more popular after they consummated that Rogers trade. But um, when you're talking about uh, you know teams near the top that uh, that that uh, you know that may be seen as more likely of winning, then uh, the Chiefs are obviously going to get their share of play as the defending Super Bowl champions. And what one oddsmaker told me was the Eagles are a small liability at this point. The Eagles are the number two choice generally, and then the Bills and Chiefs decent winners actually at their short numbers. And the 49ers, actually the best case scenario of the top four among this one odds maker I talked with. The Bengals a small liability as well. But really the Jets are kind of the talk right now during these dog days of summer where there's not really a whole lot of action coming in, but people are looking for a little more value. They're looking at the Lions too, and maybe even the Bears a little bit, just uh, in, the, in the long shot category, obviously very long shot. But they're definitely looking at the Lions, no question. Just wait until the Jets are on hard knocks and there's going to be even more hype around them. We saw with the Lions. You know it's going to be 10 times as much with this team and Aaron Rodgers. Patrick Everson, every week. Always good talking to you, my friend. Great. Thank you both for having me on. Have a really good week.